Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Movie of the Year, the only podcast that has the science and the screaming to determine what is the greatest movie of any single year. My name is Ryan, and if you're a little confused right now that I'm the host, that means two things. One, we're going to take a little breaky-poo from the just the hardcore life of watching a movie every week and then talking oh. about it. <laughs> and two... Uh, we got like we, Mike. You and I got into the studio without Greg, yeah. And we're just gonna party tonight. Just kick that door open, jackhammered it right off its hinges. We just get to do Gorf. whatever we want. Okay, wait. I'm hearing a noise through, that sounds like it's through a door, but there is no door, so I don't know what's happening. Oh, I might have seen Greg wait. about to come in, and I blackjacked him in the back of the head and shoved your socks into his mouth. Plus, you know what a fucking classic improv mime he is. So he's probably out there pretending. I'm going to fake open a fake door. <laughs> the problem wasn't the door. It was the pane of glass in front of the door, oh, yeah. which I just could not get through. Then, once I got through the pane of glass, stiff breeze. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, dude. stiff breeze. Couldn't even walk into it. And then I had to like pull on a rope because that's part of it. Yeah, that's Luckily, part of it. We, <laughs> we have a mousetrap yeah. contraption on your way in. <laughs> Did you at least think about tucking and rolling through the pane of glass? I... I go out every day tucked, uh-huh. so it's just a matter of whether or not I'm going to roll. But no roll. Okay. But no, I did not roll. Guys, uh, thank you, Greg, for letting me do this. No I, problem, I feel man. like an honor. I know that- You're doing a great job. Did you just say I feel like yeah, an honor? I feel like, like one okay. single honor. Just right up until that point. Hold did. on. Jerks. Tilda Swinton's daughter, whose name is Honor, was in a movie from 2019 named The Souvenir. I think I've talked to you about this uh-huh. before, and I feel like one of her right now. That is what I- I feel like okay. an honor. I guess we okay. are well, the you jerks. Have- you have totally redeemed yourself. That you, you are on record talking about that Tilda Swinton movie. If you movie. know enough bullshit, you, you could get away with any mistake. Now, That's I, what the whole point of this show is, right? I think so. If you just know enough <laughs> random factotums. I don't want to talk about how the movies are doing so far this season because we're going to save that for the end. But like, how do you guys think we're doing as podcasters so far? Great. I think it's been yeah. a very solid season. All of us equal, tied for first? I would say, yeah. I would say, yeah, three friends with our arms around each other deciding to go across the finish line together at the last second. But then, just like in Ford versus Ferrari, for a technicality, only Greg wins. Is it only Greg wins? Because your beard is the biggest, so the beard is the finish line before we could. (laughs) Ford versus Ferrari versus Greg was, it did not get enough acclaim. No. Because I'm so slow that I, you, I, it's almost like I wasn't there. And they say that slow and steady wins the race unless it's a human it's a racing two race. cars. Yeah. And it does not. Like, the human does not. Would, I, in the 24 hours, I walked around the course one time. <laughs> would you guys drive, like, a 1995 Toyota Greg? Like, is that a kind of car you would get into? A hundred percent I would. It's all cup holders. Very hard to imagine that a 95 Greg would still be running. <laughs> I think you'd have to be like 2003 Greg. And, you know, it's like it's on its last legs. Um, I would say, uh, yeah, all cup holders and then uh, one disc CD holder with a book of 100 CDs in the back. Uh-huh. And you have to keep going back to the trunk <laughs> to change it. <laughs> I have my filter in there. Everclear. All your favorites. <laughs> Guys, tonight we're doing State of the Franchise for 2019. And I was a little nervous because I thought, why would we do this? We, al- <laughs> we, al- we already know... But then I started thinking, you guys were like, no, Ryan, you're an idiot. I remember that. Because we do State of the Franchise for like 88 or 04 when we already know the State of the Franchise. Yeah. It's much stupider to do them about the past than it is the current <laughs> uh, you know, temperature, right? So how do you guys think the Ghostbusters franchise doing? Well, I think the first movie's good, second movie's bad, and then it kind of <laughs> dies off for a while. But no, it, like we're just saying, look, 
84, Ghostbusters is good. I bet Ghostbusters 2 will be the best movie ever. Which, to forget. in all fairness, it does have a lot to offer, doesn't it? The it's got that big painting, Vigo. Evil painting. Yeah, the evil Statue painting. of Liberty walks. Uh, it's got uh, Bug Eater, the guy who's from Ally McBeal, who should be in everything. The guy, the guy from Ally McBeal, yeah. yeah. Good old I guy from Ally McBeal. Peter Ally McBeal. Peter Ally McBeal, Do we th- yeah. Do we think that ultimately what went wrong with that movie was that it did not have any of those hot ghost blowjobs yeah. that we've all come they to made, expect like, from the Ghostbusters? Because they made Ghostbusters, then they made the cartoon, so kids got into it. They're like, well, we can't watch have kids have like ghastly blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a surprise hit. And so when they tried to figure it out, they were like, what worked with this? Yeah, reverse and, engineer it. And somebody was like, well, it's not the ghost blowjob. Wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. Why would you say that right Spec- away? Which fellatio is why everybody came to stay. You know they fought for that, too, because that was, like, such a big part of, like, who was it? Dan Aykroyd demanded that be left in the original movie, even though it's divorced of all the context. So, like, he's dressed up like a Civil War hero. Ted Buck says that he was like, look, I'm usually the cool guy in all the movies. I'm Dan fucking Aykroyd. Uh, But in this movie, I'm a nerd. This is the only cool thing I get to do is have a ghost go down on me. That's staying in. Uh, I was listening to a podcast about real hauntings and one of the stories was about a ghost blowing a guy I was like you just stole that you just stole one little scene from ghostbusters and now you're trying to pass it off as your own fuck you is this like we really think that this is something that ghost women are gonna be like really well, well not with us but if you're haunting dan fucking Aykroyd, <laughs> okay okay you unzip true. those pants this is a civil war era woman and all she wants to do well is just blow dan Aykroyd. well i mean he's probably got the best smelling yes that's ever exactly what i was gonna say like she was only around gangrenous racist dick before <laughs> this guy showers <laughs> but still looks like dan Aykroyd. guys we're gonna go through as many franchises current franchises as we can and we're going to do the state of them which means we're gonna say is the state of the franchise strong yeah like dairy queen or is it weak like foster freeze <laughs> <laughs> Did you not know I was going to ask you about what's weak and you already blew Dairy Queen, the weakest of the franchises? You blew Dairy Queen like a ghost on Dan Aykroyd. Um, and then what's in between? Weak and strong Medium. and then like fine. The Mario. A little bit good at everything. The Mario, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got a four out of five on all the stats. Great for a video we'll game, back. not for a blowjob. It, it was a huge year for franchises because that's all that we get now. Um, some of them left though. So when we get back, we're going to go over the ones that we're probably saying goodbye to and how we feel about that. Gentlemen, I could find three franchises that I feel like did the thing where they're like, uh, we don't want to anymore. and We're going to go away. <laughs> uh, coincidentally, maybe they're all animated. Frozen, Toy Story, and How to Train Your Dragon are all gone. Yeah. Do you, be- first of all, do you believe them? And second of all, are you sad or stoked? I, How to Train Your Dragon I think it was time. The first one was a surprise, clever romp. The second one, it was like, oh, okay. And the third one just was boring. And yeah, it felt like saying goodbye. Frozen, that's the one I think that's going to be hard to stay away from. Well, yeah, Disney is going to be like, the the people behind Frozen have said, we have told our story. But that does not fucking work on Disney. Uh Yeah, Disney does whatever the fuck they want. We're going to get Frozen with a three instead of the E in four years. (laughs) What I hope is that they don't make new movies, but instead uh, 40-minute short starring Olaf and put them before every movie. (laughs) Disney or not, I just want to see that before every movie I watch. Frozen, both Frozen 1 and 2 are low-key, like, 
complex stories about like capital I issues, mm-hmm. especially Frozen Two, which attempted to be like tackle the idea of what do you do if you have a terrible colonialist past, <laughs> and. What? Yeah, I, I don't know if either of you saw it, but I basically, it. no. it's about like the original sin of the frozen kingdom, and it's about uh, Elsa, the frozen lady, like getting too introspective to the point where it paralyzes her, and that like converges with finding out that her ancestors basically wiped out an in- or forced an indigenous population off their land, and the way they Shit. rectify that is she blows up a dam that they made like that forced those people off their land. So all that resonates ve- in a very real way with like America and Americans. And it's weird for like Disney to be presenting this story to us with like an animated snowman as well. Or <laughs> this is probably a storyline that, or a like theme that flew over the heads of kids. Did it also fly over the heads of Disney execs? And they were like, Oh, this is adorable. Throw it in. I don't know. Like almost right away watching the movie as an adult, you're like, Oh, the, the bad guy is going to be her grandfather. And so right away, you're kind of waiting for that. And it's a story about how, like, we dis- we're descended from the bad people, you know? And we have to do something to make up for the fact that we're descended from the bad people. But we can't let the fact that we're so upset about being descended from the bad people paralyze right. us. Like, we have to find some some middle path. We have to find some way forward. It's very convenient for them because when she blows up the dam, she uses her magic ice powers to keep it from being a catastrophe. Let's do we that. Don't, yeah, see, we don't actually have that option, <laughs> so we need something oh. else instead. Like, It's interesting, too, because the first Frozen got some complaints where like the only POC was a moose. Uh-huh. And I understand it took place in a certain spot and whatever, but, you know. And then instead, for uh, uh, for Frozen 2, instead of like jamming token races in there, they just explained why everyone was white. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, and then Toy Story, I don't know if I believe either. Let's get to the movies, the franchises that... Uh, are probably over because we as a society dictated it. Okay. So I'm going to read this list. You guys tell me when to stop. Uh, to tell me if you're glad or not. Glass. That's I, No feeling. That's over, right? It's a bummer. Like, uh, Unbreakable is legit fucking awesome. Unbreakable. And Split was shockingly good. And I was like, he's got it. And then he remembered who he was. He, Shyamalan, looked down like the Wiley Coyote, remembered what kind of movie he should make and made Glass. I remember. And just... We were, Fumbled it all. We were uh, in the pop filter break room, and Mike ran in to me and you, Greg, and he was like, Glass, we're all excited for Glass. And we stared at him for like 12 minutes straight. Yeah. Like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Keep in mind, our break room has one of those soda machines that can do like all the sodas. Uh-huh. So a That's lot of times we were at. when we're silent, we're just looking Suicides. at it. <laughs> um, there's a couple reasons for this, but let's not look over the fact that this last one was apparently awful and one of the biggest flops in history. X-Men, as we know it, is gone. Have you guys seen that X-Men movie? It's really bad. Uh, I didn't see Apocalypse or Dark Phoenix. Yeah. I watched Dark Phoenix on an airplane, and I was like, I I wish I just stared at the guy in front of me's head. Like, that would have been better and more entertaining than what I just watched. There are some action set pieces that in some moments seem okay, but uh, the main problem with it is Sophie Turner is struggling through the entire movie, and it's about her. And she's just like, she's not feeling it, and... that's like, the biggest problem. There are on, many other problems. Based on everything I've heard, like you, you know, like franchises will like uh, you know lesser returns and whatnot. But this is everybody was over it, and then they tried to save it just by praying that people would come and decide to watch it again. That did not happen. I think picking Dark Phoenix was a good move. That's a good story, but they you have to do but, something with it. 
the the problem with Dark Phoenix was a huge deal in the comics, and that's all they in the in the movies. They're just like, well, it was a big deal there. It'll be a big deal here. But that was after decades of us getting to know and love Gene, and no movie has serviced Gene as a character very well. Yeah, all so it means that story doesn't hit. Well, Mike, the only person me to give you one point the next time we play a game with points, Dang. you deserve one for that. The only person who wants to service Gene Gray is Professor X. Like the way that he talks to her and looks at her is disgusting. It that this movie that's gross, and this movie does the best like weird professor x i think like Mm -hmm. they definitely because then the comics that becomes a thing like is professor x actually like what's wrong with all this stuff um and this movie does a good job of exploring that i think in ways that the other ones don't and then in the comics watching cyclops be like well this is my mentor and my leader but this is also my girlfriend man can you fucking (laughs) step back a little bit or roll back a little bit i'm already dealing with this civil war soldier trying to get his claws in her panties and now you (laughs) Uh, a couple more disappointments uh rambo I think it's done. 2019 had a Rambo movie. <laughs> Don't forget that, guys. Uh, 2019 had a Happy Death Day movie. Uh-huh. That's probably two and out. Uh, 2019 had two Dogs Blank movies. Yeah. There's now a trilogy, and the second and third came out like uh, six weeks apart from each other. Okay. Good sign. Uh, nobody went to see them. Um, 47 meters down, uh, colon caged excess or whatever it was. Oh wow, this is part of a franchise. Yes, that is that was the second. <laughs> Wasn't one. the first one supposed to be good? But they broke the uh, sequel rule of it's now 48 meters down. Yeah, yeah it should be 48 meters down. And they're just what it's it's it takes place at the same timeline. It's just somebody who is three feet lower <laughs> watching what was happening to the other person. And of course, with all these movies, there should be a little sign on it that says. Please don't make that joke about not having seen. <laughs> I don't know as to what you're referring. And then this last one that I put in the out column, but I'm not sure how you guys feel about it, is I don't know what the demand was for a Zombieland sequel. Yeah. And it did okay, but nobody was ravenous for it. Yeah, the way they ad- the way they advertised that movie was like, "Hey, remember Zombieland? Like the the trailers featured as much material from Zombieland uh-huh. as it did from Zombieland 2." <laughs> to remind yeah. us, I will say uh this summer I rewatched Zombieland, and it was like, oh, uh-huh. I used to love this. Zombieland 2 is a funnier movie than Zombieland 1, but it is not a better movie. So it's like Ghostbusters 2 to Ghostbusters. Yeah, sure. Is Ghostbusters 2 funnier than Ghostbusters 1? Uh, I, we just always talk about how Ghostbusters has like four or five jokes, maybe. Yeah, it's not yeah. funny. <laughs> it's got funny people <laughs> deciding not to be funny. Peter McNichol. That is the guy's name from Allie McBeal. Oh, Peter McNichol. All right, very good. So those... Drivers, you can stop screaming at your radios. It's Peter McNichol. It was just Peter McNichol, our one listener, <laughs> who emails us all the time saying, I'm the only person that listens. Please remember it's my me, name. It's me, you guys. Peter McNichol, please. Oh, you, ask for, biscuit. you ask for emails every week, and I send you one. You never acknowledge me. I was on television. So the franchises that we're going to do, uh, they all have plans to make more money. Okay. <laughs> We'll see how well that goes. I don't think any of them are going to make $0 extra, but we'll see. Uh, Let's do one before we take a break. Um, From 2019, we got, tell me if you've heard of these, Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, and Spider-Man Far From Home. Throughout 2020 and 21, we're going to get Black Widow, The Eternals, Shang-Chi, Doctor Strange 2, Spider-Man 3, and Thor 4. That's just what's planned right now. Uh, This is obviously the first one that we have to talk about, even over one that may be more obvious in other years. This is the franchise. Uh-huh. Uh, is the state of this franchise classically strong, no problem, or are there any arguments with that? I say it's classically strong, but right now, as to what comes next, it's a, it is a big question mark. You know, I mean, the, the success of this thing is not guaranteed just because it has a history of, you know, 
20 perfect movies and then some other movies. I Yeah, I think that they're being very brave, as brave as a massive corporation can be, uh, in putting the next... what The movies you just listed off, uh, Black Widow and Eternals are all we're getting this year. They're, those are risks. And then Shang-Chi... And Doctor Strange wasn't that beloved. Like all of the, their Thor is the only like layup, and Spider Man. And Thor is everything else. They're like, fuck you. We can do what we want. Thor's far, far away. Like that's two and a half years yeah. from now. Uh huh. Um, I hear what you guys are saying. Um, I do want to remind you that Ant Man got a sequel, and also Guardians of the Galaxy was a smash, smash hit. And now everybody knows mm-hmm. the name of Rocket Raccoon. Uh huh. Um, but and I, I also don't. I think the Eternals is crazy risky, especially because it's supposed yeah. to be very important to the whole ethos. But I don't think Black Widow is a risk. I think that is a slam dunk. Of all the ones you said, that one to me, from what I've seen so far, it's got Florence fucking Pugh. Yeah, so yeah, I don't. People, some people are like, yeah, it looks bad. What did you watch the same fucking trailer? I'm pumped. It looks like this fun spy shit they've given. Yeah, and the the it would be one thing if the trailer looked down, but it clearly is an awesome, fun movie. It's great actors. Running around doing stuff, and I think it's going to show something. Like uh, J Law was in a movie from 18 I want to say called Red Sparrow. Red Sparrow, yeah. Um that looks like the same movie. And mm-hmm. and J-Law Well, is, that's the Red Sparrow story is Black Right. Black Widow, right? Um and at one point, I don't know still, but at one point J-Law was a bigger star, like bigger box office than Scarlett Johansson, but I think just putting that MCU on, no one went to see Red Sparrow and everyone will see Black Widow. Yeah, Red Sparrow basically got forgotten. Mm-hmm. Who's the better actress between those two? I have I have struggled for a long time. I feel like I've had a really weird back and forth with ScarJo. Yeah. Um, but after the last like three years, I think it's her and like she might be the best working today. Yeah. By a lot. Yeah. I, I imagine Jennifer Lawrence in Under the Skin or her, and I don't think those two movies. But are it's right. not even that. It's like the 2019 One Two Punch of Marriage Story and JoJo Rabbit. Just she was really good at JoJo Rabbit. And she was really good at Marriage Story. But I mean, like the, JoJo Rabbit was like as much as I think I've liked her. But I think in a yeah. Movie. It, the script for Marriage Story and like the plot sort of sets anyone up to get nominated, but Jojo Rabbit, like I think that she was special in that movie. Yeah, you, know, some, you could have phoned in a performance in that movie. All right, guys. So MCU, we're saying strong. Yeah, strong. It's doing good. All right. When we if we're not going to say that strong, then this is good. This is going to be just show of us poo pooing on everything. Right. Pew pewing on everything. <laughs> there it is. Uh, when we come back, the rest of the franchises. Now I would say the three biggest franchises in the world right now are all Disney. But I'm not going to go to Star Wars yet. I'm going to go to one I think is bigger, if you guys allow me to can it as a franchise. Good this year... <laughs> Good tease. I'm just like, I'm so nervous about me hosting that I'm just going to take that as a note. Like, or that, like that was a compliment and I'm going to move on. No, Ryan, that was a great <laughs> tease. Okay, now it's now it's getting weirder. Tease me a little slower, Ryan. <laughs> oh, no. This year, we got four movies in this franchise. The Lion King, Aladdin, Dumbo, and if you will, Maleficent two. Okay, I will. In the next in the next two years, uh, we have Mulan, Cruella, starring Emma Stone, and then we don't have dates, but there are twelve others Shit. in pre production right now. So we're calling the live action remakes a franchise. Yeah, because part of what I think franchise means is will people just go buy a ticket no matter what? You're just there when it yeah, happens. and so like this is in that way sort of a thing. Have. These have been performing commercially, right? Because I feel like everyone is just like, this is soulless, and I didn't enjoy it. And then the next one comes out, and they say the same thing. It's weird. Every year has two smash hits for like the last five years, and then a failure. Uh-huh. And they're trying to figure out what is going on. Like, for this year, it was Dumbo, because Lion King and Aladdin made 
a jillion dollars. Could it be that Dumbo kind of fucking sucks? Yeah, nobody loves the movie? Dumbo. Whoa, what the fuck? It's it, way better than Lion King and Aladdin. As a movie? As a movie. But you, I think you forget are, that you're 60 years old, and to people our age, you still go to movies? Like, nobody hey, remembers listen, that. Dumbo's the freshest <laughs> thing out there. He has the first feather, all, but he just <laughs> need it. <laughs> first of all, it's 67 minutes. Okay, oh, I love that's that. That's great. Yeah. Was also, 67 um, minutes? Yes, he is 67 minutes tall. Uh, <laughs> I like. I would say that Aladdin, Lion King is pretty good. Aladdin is not a great movie on its own. Uh-huh. It's a lot of flash and pizzazz and Robin Williams, and it's not that actually that good. Okay. I, I'll accept that. I'll accept that. I just think Dumbo does a lot of things that are visually cool, like uh, the acid breakdown that all those movies had is, is a good one, uh, but it's just not as compelling a narrative as like Lion King. Which I guess, if you choose, if you like take Hamlet, yeah, that's it's a, Shakespearean. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. Um, but the other one, what was the other one you mentioned? Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah, I Aladdin. You have to do something with the genie, and the live action one. I think Will Smith did a great job. It's, you know, he did as well as could be expected, but it's still flat. Even though he just kept saying, "Ooh, I'm Robin Williams." <laughs> yeah, he, he did say that a lot. What they should have done to really honor Robin's energy is get Robin's best friend, Bobcat. And just had his version of the genie is just insane, <laughs> aggressive. And, and Mike, that would go a little something like what? Well, why, here's all your wishes. <laughs> Pretty good Bobcat, right? I think that as the Eternals is a test, I think that Mulan is too because they stripped the music. They I stri- can't believe they did that. They stripped the Eddie Murphy uh, like cartoon dragon. I can't believe they did that. And it's just a straight up historical drama. And PG yeah, 15. You know, like, it's their, it's it doesn't first... look like a kids movie. So yeah. are they only relying on this movie to have the kids who grew up in Mulan that are now adults go watch this historical fiction? One, it, and just have they have they heard? I'll make a man out of you. <laughs> yeah, may, may, I mean, have they like heard the song? So like some like just string rendition. Yeah, no, I do think that'll maybe? happen. Oh yeah, totally. I could see that. Like. The, when something happens, you just hear like strains. Uh-huh. Like, I'll make a man out of you in the, in the background. Or if you go to the theater where we are seeing the movie, then you'll hear the song sung from the row behind you as we're <laughs> going to harmonize that. Uh, and you know what? No, we can't quiet down. <laughs> I'm sorry. No We've matter how many that. shushes you say. Yeah, you, dude, shush up a storm. We can't hear it because we're singing so loud. Also, here's the thing. The usher could get us to shut up, but I know you're not going to go get him. You're going <laughs> to say that you're going to, but you will not get out of you your seat. You don't want to miss what's coming up next. Our next verse of I Will Make a Man Out of You. <laughs> more, definitely more than Marvel, and even more than a lot of the other franchises we're going to get to, I see diminishing returns on this one. I do think people are going to get tired of the fact that they have, especially, you know what, Disney Plus is out. Mm-hmm. That has all the old versions. Yeah. And I can see people saying, what is this offering me? You know? It- well, that's why I think the PG-13, no music, no fun version of Mulan, it looks dope. It's Disney's like, what if we made a good movie like that's their experiment is what if we actually <laughs> tried with this stuff and we'll see if that changes their course also as a catchphrase no music no fun but no music no fun no yeah. fun is she gonna be slicing people with a sword Hell that yeah. might be fun <laughs> but it's only ninja turtle style uh, yeah. just shirts into walls cuts down a chandelier uh so what do we think where's the state of this franchise i'm over it yeah. i'm gonna give it greg's rating of over it uh I, these movies like they're just they're not fun um, a lot of them, it's like, what if we took all the wonder of something animated and then made it be real? And that's just kind of sad. Also, you want to talk about like 
backwards manufacturing like they're they have no idea what made the original movies magical you know (laughs) they're just saying like oh let me just do an impression of that yeah it was not these stories not these like public domain stories that they chose because they didn't have to give anybody money for them like those are pretty bland actually your next one is the reason for the season guys here we go we have to do it 2019 saw the rise of skywalker Throughout the course of 2021, we have had everything erased, or at least that's what we uh, thought of before we recorded the show. Just last night, the director of a movie called Slight, which is about a guy who knows magic and then like close magic and then also maybe a little bit of real magic, has been given a Star Wars movie. Okay. 2019 also had The Mandalorian. We know Mandalorian 2 is coming. But where do we think Star Wars is right now? Yeah, I was going to ask if we're allowed to consider Disney Plus shows. In, in, in looking at these franchises. Uh, I would say, yeah. I mean, because like, like, for Marvel, like I, I still think TV is secondary, but for Star Wars, it might be first-y-ary. Yeah, it's like the, <laughs> first, it's the, the, the most respected thing they've looked at, and people are surprisingly pumped for Ewan McGregor coming back as Obi-Wan whenever that's going to launch at Disney+. Plus. Well, nobody's problem with the prequels was Ewan McGregor. No. Yeah, I mean, he went, right? he's like one of the best parts of them, mm-hmm. and he really did... That was like the his performance as young Obi-Wan was the most like this seems to actually be something that would happen pre mm-hmm. these other movies. This seems like what the guy is like. He has the same attitude and he's was undoubtedly cool and it's hard to I think make Obi-Wan. It was hard to make any Jedi cool, right? Cuz he's like wear cops brown robes. Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised and maybe I just saw specific things highlighted on Twitter, but uh, it seemed like when the slight director's movie was announced, the overwhelming response was, please let it die. How can they continue? Well, let me ask you, what like type of movie is he making? Like, is it going to be... We, don't, we have no more knowledge than that. It's but it's... Okay. Because it, like, if you said to me they're going to make another three movies, I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. But I think there are many one-off stories, especially if they would let somebody actually hold the reins and tell a story. I think you could tell really small Star Wars stories. Here's my guess. And I don't know if like this is actually what I think or I'm just hoping, but my guess is like uh stakes along the lines of solo, but without like uh all of the past that comes with it. Uh-huh. So like a new movie with new characters, but like that sort of level. Yeah. It's, it's not like shattering Death Stars and shit. It's just a dude and maybe a monster hanging out and like shooting lasers. Yeah, I like it. I mean, yeah, you know, tell me a story about space truckers. Yeah. Tell me a story about low-level functionaries on a very far Salacious planet. Crumb. Where yeah, is our Salacious Crumb story. movie? Give us our Salacious Crumb. Do you know if this Slate Guys uh, movie, is this the same one as Kevin Feige's? Or is that a... There's a couple no, floating so, out there? So that's the thing, is that like six people are on the precipice. Mm. And then he's on the seventh. And so uh, one of them was Game of Thrones. So I guess those two guys don't count anymore. They're out. Thank you. But Kevin Feige's working on a thing. Ryan Johnson's working on a thing. There's a bunch of about to bees, but everything got paused after, I guess, Rise of Skywalker. See, I would be legit excited about anything Ryan Johnson had to do. Like, he gave us a glimpse at what the future could be like, and it didn't work for everybody I know. And the movie's not perfect, The Last Jedi, obviously, but man, how refreshing. And then to have. Like nine be just an absolute turd. I think it for a lot of people it like made eight seem like an yeah. even warmer, better hundred percent. And so now I want to see his version. I want to see his nobodies fighting to to save the galaxy. I, I like. I want not the same old thing. What I'm hoping this psych guy does. I think what a lot of people want. Let's get that Babu Frick story. Yes. Right. 
This I want to see this little pervy little weird droid pervert. lover. Yeah. <laughs> is it too much for one movie to have him pervy for Salacious Crumb and the two of them fall in love? Oh, and oh, crime? I would Dude, love that. are they call they, me they b- call me by your name or do they they rob places? You know what I'd like to fucking see? I I want to see something about Maz Kanata. Mm-hmm. Ma- Maz Kanata is another one of these like characters that's just totally underutilized. It was like J.J. Abrams kind of like punted her mm-hmm. into the story and said like somebody do something with her, and then nobody caught her and she just hit the ground. I- I- that would be so cool to see like who she was, what she was. Yeah, and she's a walking seed planner. Like the in- throughout all three movies, she's like, oh, that reminds me of this thing I yeah. want to talk about right now. Yeah, totally. What is it, Maz? Oh, I couldn't. I'm well, actually, too busy. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. No, I can't. So what do we think, guys? State of the franchise for Star Wars. I'm a dumb bitch, and I like I, I just. Do you think strong though? I think medium, middle. Honestly, you learn from your mistakes, or you can learn from your mistakes, and they have a lot of mis- recent mistakes to teach them, like to maybe think differently. And I think as a company, they do know how to do that. And now I, I think Nine exemplified what was wrong with the franchise. I, there could be a rebirth after this. So I say strong, even though I feel stupid saying it. <laughs> Mike? Uh, I, I think there's a lot of dumb bitches like Greg out there that it's going to take four so many. four of the last movies in a row or more for them to stop going. So yeah, it's like it's too big to fail. Star Wars is our pop culture bank. I do think that like the those Twitter response that I saw of like just let it end are like one, not indicative of the overall population, Mm-mm. and two, stupid. Like we're not going to say like, oh, or Disney's not going to say, oh, that last one didn't work. Let's wrap it up forever. Yeah. We're always going to keep trying. I also think there's been this narrative recently, like maybe people don't actually like Star Wars and it actually found its way into that whole Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland thing. I've been to Galaxy's Edge a lot recently and it is fucking like brimming over. They have the new ride open now. It's brimming over with people and every single person is still carrying like a lightsaber they bought or a mm-hmm. droid that they made. That place, the cantina, is always overflowing with people. You still have to get reservations to go in there. Like, people are still over the moon for Star Wars. No pun, no pun intended, you guys. <laughs> we're over the Endor moon. All right, guys, uh, let's take a break, and we're going to go to second-tier franchises. Well, we've done Marvel, so it's only fair. And we, we're, we're going to try and keep in mind uh, that Birds of Prey does not count. That was 2020. So 2019 for DC was uh, Shazam. Period. Mm-hmm. Had Aquaman at the end of 2018, which blew the fuck up. Yeah. And to definitely weigh on our decision. Uh, 20 to 21 has Wonder Woman 84, which have you guys seen the preview? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm almost more excited for that than Fast 9. Uh, the Batman is coming. The Suicide Squad, James Gunn's Suicide Squad. And then a little bit farther than that is uh, The Rock's Black Adam. Fuck yes. How do we think that they're doing now? Strong. I, I think they, they. I do think they learned a lot, and the turning of the ship with Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam, uh, is showing that like let's let be like not all the movies will be great, but they will be better than Snyderverse, and each one will be a little standalone. So it won't be if one crumbles, the whole thing will crumble. Yeah, each of those movies is deeply flawed. The ones you mentioned, but they're also they find moments where they are transcendently fun. And that Fun was something such a that word, did yeah. not exist in the DC universe for so long. For whatever reason, finally somebody was like, okay, over at DC was like, I give in. The movies can be fun now. And <laughs> since then, they've been beautiful messes. Mostly messes, but like really cool moments. And I am excited for that Wonder Woman movie. Like, Yeah, um, that looks fun as hell. Yeah, of a lot of the movies that we've talked about. 
that's like one of the ones that I'm most excited for. There's so much that I want to see in that movie, like uh, how she can just kick a truck and it flips over uh-huh. and then she flies in the air to uh, like all of the 80s costumes to Kristen Wiig going from a good guy to a bad guy that I don't even care how Chris Pine is just alive again. Like, uh-huh. That doesn't even bother me. Yeah. Plus, it's just like just looking at her face like that's I would love to any movie where you could just look at Wonder Woman. <laughs> She's a pretty gal. Uh, do you Mike, you said the Snyderverse is over and then now they sort of do their own thing. Do you think that it is them taking a company wide thing of like these don't all have to say have the same tone. Do whatever you want remake big if you want Shazam or do you think it is just Snyder is gone we don't have to have that anymore like didn't that just like elevate the franchise into a new era just by not having his Paul yeah his like uh, I saw a Christopher Nolan movie boring dark gritty shit yeah it I liked Birds of Prey. I know you didn't. Uh, I think it's bright and fun, and each one seems like it's going to be its own thing and let the character dictate the kind of story it should be. Which is crazy. What a crazy thought. <laughs> Shazam was dope. Uh, but mm-hmm. just like all those other movies we mentioned, very bad in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, stupid for a second. So if, they could, if DC could finally find a way to make a movie go from bell to bell... And be good the entire time. I mean, then it could just propel it could you know propel into a whole new stratosphere. See, I think that Birds of Prey was a big step down from Wonder Woman and Shazam. Uh-huh. I didn't see Aquaman. Um, and if the movies are just as good as Shazam or Wonder Woman, I will still at least have a good time in the theater. Yeah, and that's the thing that was missing is that it was like, should we go see Son of Saul? This like Holocaust movie that's from the perspective of one you know person in the Holocaust the whole time watching all the atrocities, or this DC movie. I, it was a toss-up for like if yeah. we wanted to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> now it's definitely like I know that I'm going to laugh a little bit. Yeah. You know? And Aquaman. I think. Go, Mike. No, you can. Aquaman. I, I was going to say Aquaman is the worst of it, of any of those movies by a lot. Aquaman is, it definitely is a bad movie, but it still found time to be fun, mm. be visually. Stunning. And Octopus played the drums, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, so the whole time, not nonstop. That was part of the issues. It was, it was a loud soundtrack because that octopus has no chill. So I. Uh, I I think getting James Gunn to do Suicide Squad, that is them very wisely being like, please give us our Guardians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just do the thing you, we know you're good at. And he's like, yeah, fuck, this is what I like doing, saving your asses. Guys, we're going to go into speed round because those are all of the important ones that we care about. Uh, Jumanji has no plans currently for a three or four, I guess, if you count the 90s one. Uh, but the third one does set up a sequel. State of the franchise for Jumanji. This is definitely a franchise I keep meaning to maybe think about watching. I get the sense that these are not that these are not bad movies that they're even probably pretty funny and 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 okay i just when it comes time to actually watch a movie for whatever reason i just can't make that choice be jumanji and it's like <laughs> i like all four of those actors yeah i would watch them mm-hmm. but yeah i'd like some other movie will always jump up ahead of it and is the premise of the second one that they basically are it's all the same actors but they're all playing different characters right. now that's pretty cool and i do think yeah. that has legs i just not everything's for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good airplane movies. Yeah. I think. I, well, how was the second one, Ryan? I did not. Wait. The second one. What do you mean by the second one? The the sequel to Welcome to the Jungle. I did not see that the one. The second Kevin Hart, Jumanji. Oh, I felt like you're an opening night kind of guy for this franchise. Shut up. You're a fucking asshole. How about that shit? Uh, this year gave us Hobbs and Shaw. We have the Fast 9 preview. State of the franchise for Fast and the Furious. Strong as fuck. <laughs> that preview... 
Man, that preview should be nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> it does so much. God damn it. Like, I'm so bummed that I saw it because now so many moments are ruined. Uh-huh. But I also don't want to watch the movie because that was three or four minutes of perfection. <laughs> the Tarzaning your car is the best thing this franchise has ever done. Carzaning? Carzaning, thank you. <laughs> now, Greg, you are not out on it, but... Uh, a fan because you're friends with us. Yeah. Um, but as far as like uh, hearing people talk about it, do you think that the state of the franchise is strong? To me, it doesn't feel like it is. No, it, to me, it feels like it peaked obviously around like four, five, six era. And since then, it's been one of these franchises. And maybe this is a, a sign of success, but like where everybody goes through the cycle of I'm excited to see it. I watched it. It wasn't good. I'm, I'm maybe looking forward to the next one. It feels like the last few, including Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw is the weirdest freaking movie ever. Uh, and it's just like, I don't know. It feels like it's past the point where it's good. And what where what can it do now? Carzanning? Will that finally make <laughs> us feel something again? Asked and answered. <laughs> so I made Greg talk about that, Mike. Uh, now I'm going to make you talk about this. Um, Pokemon went from like mm-hmm. random theatrical manga style movies that like weren't well gone like not a lot of people went to them yeah to doing their full-on full-out big budget summer who framed roger rabbit and it was a flop the next up is back to typical pokemon animation oh really yes (laughs) state of the franchise for pokemon right now in theaters uh i think because the games are still going and people talk about it like people talk about pokemon a lot and i think but this that did not translate into movie tickets though not that kind of movie, but this is what all those kids grew up on. So I think maybe it'll do well. I think that the problem with the movie was that it was kind of a weird premise that this this Pikachu is a detective and sounds like Ryan Reynolds. Um, and then once you're watching the movie, it relies on a lot of knowledge of the Pokemon oh, really? universe to make some of its <laughs> points and to make some of its jokes. But see, that's crazy when you release it into 3,000 theaters. You know? yeah. like, that's going to trick people into thinking that it's okay for them. And it, it's just, it was kind of a, a bland movie. But that was, I think, their chance. Because I don't think this, going back to the cartoons thing, is going to do much for anybody. I think it has a very, very small audience that's into it but if strong niche if detective pikachu had popped off then it would have been a chance for like a broader audience and it just it wasn't the movie to do that uh there was believe it or not a dragon ball z movie that came out in 2019 10 million 10 million bucks at the box office uh before there was a pokemon and a pokemon 2 like mewtwo movie 10 million dollars they just they make that like that's how many fans there are that will go to the movies 10 million bucks every time and if which is fine unless you spend 100 million on detective (laughs) pikachu uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters was a flop over the summer. It's part of the Universal Monster series. Uh-huh. And coming up very soon, we have Godzilla versus Kong. Kong Skull Island was a bit of a hit. King of the Monsters was lesser so. Are they fucking so nervous right now? State of the franchise for Godzilla, for Monster Universe. I think they're stepping on eggshells. They, yeah, uh-huh. they're worried. They're putting a lot of money into this. and Because they're, other than the MCU, they're like the only currently existing cinematic universe. And they're just so afraid. I watched the first, I want to say, 30 minutes of the most recent Godzilla movie, King of the Monsters, I guess. It, it is such a tonal nightmare. Like, I don't know how you make a movie about kaiju attacking something, but the, like, Senate confer- or the, the Senate hearings where they're like, you know, oh, I don't, I don't think we should fight the Godzilla. 
or like, and then like one's like, I hey, I, you know what? Let's let's ally with the Godzilla, and then they like bring in the the Godzilla expert, and he's like, Godzilla's gonna make us all his fucking pet, and it's just like. <laughs> What is this scene doing? What are we like? <laughs> what we're watching is a meeting at Universal. Yeah. Of people saying, like, I don't think we should bring back Godzilla. <laughs> That's insane. Um, we're in this era now with Marvel and Star Wars and then all of these, like, uh, secondary franchises where, oh, you had an independent movie that nobody saw but critics liked. Let's give you $100 million. <laughs> and I think that that's too crazy of a leap because the, the tones are all off. They want to do these character pieces. Yeah. And then also they have to show this stuff. There's got to be a middle ground. And I think with the Godzilla stuff, it makes me sort of miss Michael Bay. Like, uh-huh. I don't super respect him as a storyteller. But if I'm going to go to Godzilla in the summer, I'm not sure I want Chloe Zhao, the director of the writer, to give me this Godzilla movie. Yeah. You know? I want all of the stupid stuff and then I can talk shit on it later. And like there obviously there was like a bunch of boxes they had to check off on terms of like what characters had to say what things at what times. And it's one of these movies where like suddenly someone representing China walks in and it's like China will save the day. And you're like, wait, why is this? Huh. What? <laughs> why did they do this? And you know, that like Japanese actors, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. This guy's obviously like very popular uh-huh. in Japan, but it makes it feel less of a movie uh-huh. and more of like a commercial for different fandoms. And then the Keebler elves come in. They're like, <laughs> we can also solve the day. Uh, Lego movie was a phenomenon five years ago. Yep. Lego movie two came out. Nobody gave a shit. Yeah. Um, Batman movie came out in between. Uh, in the meantime, between the, the second movie and now, Universal bought all the rights to Lego movies, but Warner Brothers still owns the rights to Emmett and all the characters from the Lego movie and all of those characters like Batman and Superman and all the people that were in it. Okay. So Universal has nothing except for they can put Lego on the name of their movies. Guys, state of the franchise currently after knowing all of that. So like they could do like a Lego Ninja Ninjago. No, nope. Ninjago's already been done. Warner Brothers owns that. Okay, but they could do like... They like, could come up with like somebody that's like Emmett. Like the Pirates? Emmett. Could they do the Pirates? They could do the Pirates, I guess. D- dude, they should do the Pirates. That's <laughs> a, not to get too excited... But they should probably do the pirates. Was Lego the first Lego movie, a flash in the pan that yes. maybe we should let die? Yeah, that was a very good movie. The Lego movie 2 didn't have much more to do with it. Lego Batman was like, eh. Lego Ninjago was bad. I think it's run its course. Lego Batman was like almost the, and please understand the importance when I say this, almost the airplane of our time, which uh-huh. was great with the jokes per minute but like really had nothing else left yeah a lot of and like when you're doing jokes per minute like you're flubbing Mm -hmm. a good amount of them Mm -hmm. it's like when he's throwing the batarang non-stop and then when one hits and he goes first try that's what all the jokes (laughs) in that movie are what an appropriate analogy (laughs) that was very good okay there is one very funny joke in like a movie too though where it's like they're fighting basically baby's toys and so the toys are actually like have the personalities of babies and he throws the batarang at one and hits it and it goes missed me and he goes i absolutely did not (laughs) (laughs) all right super super duper speed round guys this is it Uh, i didn't put this on the society canceled them because there are more plans men in black international came out no What do we think? Uh, Stop. State of the franchise. Stop doing it. Yeah, is this the weakest? This is the weakest that we've talked about we so far. We can't anymore. If if Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson can't save your franchise, you fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude. Exactly. Slam dunk. Explanation boy. Have them just kiss then. Just like for an hour and a half. Have them have them both kiss me. No, it's not a big deal. <laughs> right? Just on the cheek yeah. over and over again. Who knows? Let's see where it goes. Uh, this year had Annabelle comes home and the curse of La Llorona. 
That's it. La Llorona. Next year has The Conjuring, colon, The Devil Made Me Do It. Guys, state of the franchise for The Conjuring right now. This is a big-ass franchise. It really is. A lot of times I'll see advertisements for a horror movie, and I'll look the other way, as you do, and then later I'll find out it's part of The Conjureverse. You'll see The Conjuring poster, and you'll look away, and you'll look up Conjuring poster on Wikipedia and read about it. (laughs) This is a spooky poster. You know what? I'm going to say it's strong. I think people yeah, love the it's unassailable. Yeah, haunting haunted dolls and if you don't if you don't need to make three hundred million dollars, but you do, definitely don't want to make twenty, you uh-huh. just gotta get like that eighty million. Conjuring is the most reliable one. Also, like people need horror movies. I don't, but there are like there's viewers out there that need a constant stream of horror movies. Did you you guys know at of this date in two thousand twenty when we're recording this, which is far before we're airing it, eight movies, eight horror movies in two thousand twenty have come out. Really? And all of them have flopped. Your final franchise, guys. So wait, Conjuring is strong then, yes? I think we think so, yeah. 2019 saw Angel Has Fallen. Oh, yeah. The third Gerard Butler blank has fallen movie. (laughs) And I wanted to put this on the list of over because it better be. But I I looked it up and Gerard Butler has signed on for three more blank has fallen movies. Is the last one going to be when he's an old man in retirement home and it's that he has fallen? He has fallen. fallen. His pants have fallen, maybe? (laughs) Uh, these movies also like just regularly make fifty, forty million dollars, and every single time, none of us have seen any of them. Yeah, none of us know. Like this is the CSI. None of us have ever talked to anybody. This is another one where I saw that they were advertising for the latest Has Fallen one, and it didn't even dawn on me that there was like Washington and London mm-hmm. Fallen. And I read a review of it, and it was like the third in this Fallen franchise. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, dang. Why would this be a franchise? Like after a while, don't you just look at Gerard Butler and just say, get away from us. You got to get out of no. here, man. You're cursed. I think there was a time where Gerard Butler could have been like, maybe Oscar nominated every year or like starring in good movies, but he knows that that's not true anymore and sign this contract as fast as possible. Would you say he has fallen? I would never say that, Greg. (laughs) That's insane. All right, uh, Mike, what's the rundown of how we voted for each franchise? Oh, uh, strong, strong, not strong, (laughs) not strong, middling, not strong, surprisingly strong, weak. (laughs) Thank you so much, Mike. (laughs) That's a good recap. Uh, Mike, why don't you tell us about a website while you're doing that? While I'm doing it strong, yearpopfilter.com is where you can After go you're done doing it. Up, oh, go to yearpopfilter.com. Uh-huh. And Patreon? Go to patreon.com slash yearpopfilter. Help us out. Go to yearpopfilter.com slash Amazon. Help us out. Okay, you're getting better with each one. So how about uh, our Amazon website? I already did. He did. He did. Go again one. to yearpopfilter.com slash Amazon. You're getting worse at listening. What? Greg, why don't you tell us about the other podcast that we do? All right. So we've got Superhero Hour Hour. Nope. Name change. Oh, what's it called now? Something so much better and uh, less annoying. The Superhero Show Show. The Superhero Show. Okay. There's the (laughs) Superhero Show Show, uh, which is about superhero TV. Uh, Then there is the OCD, which is about the OC. And then, do we have any other ones that we do? Movie of the Year's this one. You could say Unnatural 20s, but... Uh, the Unnatural 20s, they're part... They're in the family. They're part of our network. <laughs> uh, Mike, why don't you tell us about the, all the ways to contact us? Uh, at your pop filter on Twitter and Instagram. Contact at yourpopfilter.com on email. Ryan's phone number is 714... 555. You're going to cut me off. 555. 555. 
And Greg, yes. why don't you tell us about the movie that we're doing next week? Next week, we are going to be doing Once Upon a Time dot 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 in Hollywood. We did that weeks ago, Greg. Do you not remember that we already did that? Next week. Why don't we do this? Why don't we do like one of the top eight movies from 2019? Okay, we'll do that. All right. And I then, agree to that. Will you host again? I will host. This was a disaster. Yeah, you did a good job. You did your best, bud. But I'll take the host stash back. For Mike, I'm Greg from Greg. I'm Mike for Mike. I'm Greg for Greg. I'm Mike. Peace out, bitches. Just kidding. I love you. Goodbye. Bye.